Hey, Andre here. Welcome to another episode of The Daily. I trust that you are well, that you have woken up this day full of joyful, hopeful optimism, that you are approaching this day with great anticipation and expectation in your spirit. And if that isn't the case for you, I pray this day that the God of hope will fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him. That you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Pray that over you this morning. Well, I am a self-professed insomniac. You know, I have been that way for a really long time. Uh, Like all of you, every night, I climb into my bed at night, I take a drink of water, and then I turn off the light. But unlike most people, I lie there. I lie there for hours upon hours upon hours, not being able to sleep at all. It's almost as though my mind refuses to turn off. You know, in fact, uh, when my body slows down at night, when I take a load off and lie down in bed, uh, even though I'm slowing down by way of my physical body, my mind actually speeds up to this crazy pace. Thoughts start racing through my head. I think about my day. I think about what I've done and what I've not done. I think about things that I wish that I could have done better. I think about the day that is ahead of me and the next day and the next day and the next. And slowly anxiety begins to descend upon my heart and my my chest starts getting really tight, you know, and I start feeling really heavy in my soul. Uh, and, you know, That's pretty much a common, really normal night for me. And so for all of you out there who are able to knock out right when your head touches a pillow, I so envy you. That is something you should be really, really grateful for. And even though I talk about this routine or experience I go through every night as something really normal, I have learned over time to better manage it to have some practices that will calm me down, that will alleviate some of the feelings of anxiety. A practice that I try to do every night is the prayer of examine. Talked about it a bunch of times. Uh, There are certain breathing exercises that really help uh, calm me down. Uh, And I was really motivated to put these practices in place uh, at night to help me sleep better because there was a period of time where Things got really out of hand. I was anxious every night. My mind was racing every night, just overwhelmed with all these thoughts. And I would be getting an average of two to three hours of sleep at, at night. And it would affect my day. It would affect my mood. It would affect my uh, ability to function. It would affect even my spiritual walk. I was feeling out of sorts completely thrown off course and it was almost as though I had no control over my mind. My thought life was like a wild, untamed, kind of no man's land and I had zero control over my thoughts and it was almost as though my thoughts had control over me. If I had a night full of anxious, frenetic thoughts, it will most certainly affect my day, my mood, my relationships, my walk uh, with the Lord. And it's no wonder the Bible has a ton to say about our thought life. It has a ton to say about this battlefield, battleground, 
that lies between our eyes. Paul describes spiritual warfare as taking every thought captive to demolish arguments and to take your thoughts captive. That's such powerful and strong language. And I believe rightly so because an unbridled thought life leads to a disintegrating soul. Your thought life is inextricably linked to your spiritual flourishing. You can be doing all the right kinds of activity, as it was in my case, but if your thought life remains unbridled, entertaining every kind of wayward thought, it is a sure-fired route to anxiety, to despair, to disillusionment. Solomon said it himself in the Bible. He says this, that anxiety in the heart of men causes depression. That is from Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25. And the Hebrew word for heart used in that text means the inner part, your thoughts or consciousness. And so to the ancient Hebrews, the heart was not so much the organ that we are all familiar with. It was the seat of your thoughts. In today's language, that would be the mind. So what Solomon was saying is that anxiety in your mind, anxious thoughts in your mind causes depression. Anxiety is mental, but depression is emotional, and somehow they are undeniably linked. It is to say how you think influences how you feel. He would say this in another proverb, Proverbs 23, he says, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You are what you think. Your feelings and emotions are the product of your thoughts. Most people are very in tune with how they feel, but are oblivious to how they think. And so is your mind a safe heaven where God's word, God's shalom is in control, where the peace of God rules your heart, the seed of your thoughts? Or is your mind a kind of lawless, no man's land, where anything goes, where any wayward thought is entertained, where you give mental real, real estate to every fear, every what if, and every kind of anxiety. Are ungodly thoughts free to roam and wreak havoc on your soul? In Psalms 139, we read David's prayer to God in a time of anxiety and despair. David prays this in Psalm 139. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. In that prayer, David was asking God to probe deep into his heart, his thoughts, his mental patterns, his thinking, and to test him. He's asking the Lord to bring to surface thought patterns, ways of thinking, whatever he has given mental real estate to, and for God to test it, to test it, to see if these thoughts fall in line with the way he views the world and his good intention towards us. 
Now, when was the last time you asked God to test your mind, to show you areas where your thought life was out of sync with his heart, to bring to the surface thoughts that you have entertained that are in direct opposition and contradiction to his will? And that last line of that text that we just read, after David invites God to know his heart, to test him, to reveal every anxious thought, David prays this, and lead me in the way everlasting, lead me in the way everlasting, which kind of says to me that when we embrace anxiety, when our minds are riddled with thoughts that are contrary to God and his way, we will not have the clarity to discern and to follow God's way and God's leading. It's almost as though these thoughts kind of clog up our spiritual receptors such that we are unable to follow God in his leading. And so David knows this so, so well that he needs God to reveal and rid him of these anxious thoughts such that he may follow God in his leadership and God's leadership always leads us down the path that is everlasting. You see, we fight the enemy, the devil, in the arena of the mind. And we must take back control of our mental patterns, of our thoughts, of the mental real estate in our head. We push back our thoughts and imaginations out of the ruts of worry and anxiety. And in doing so, we experience God's leadership and His way that wish is everlasting. And so when a thought of worry, of anxiety comes to your mind, you have one of two options. Either you give in to the thought, you ponder, you think, you mull on it, and it pushes you into a kind of anxiety. And before you know it, you are knee-deep in feelings of heaviness or sadness, depression. Or... You can choose to take the thought captive in the language of Paul to control your mind, to say, sorry, you have no room here to push it aside, to push it out, to master every scrap of strength and will and passion you have and push the thought out of your brain. You see, every thought in your mind needs to be filtered. And if you are going to survive this time, one that is riddled with anxiety due to the uncertainty of the days that are ahead of us. You need to be a kind of domineering, controlling, micromanaging tyrant when it comes to your thought life. Any and all thoughts outside of God's word, you need to take captive. You need to not give those thoughts any time, no mental real estate at all. And you take these thoughts captive and you put them into prison. And when you're done, throw away the keys and never visit these thoughts again. And it's easier said than done, right? How do we actually have a mind that is set apart, that is sanctified by God, for God, or in the words of Paul, a renewed mind? And I think two things are required. One, as I said, it is when we pay attention to what we think and identify things that are contrary to God's way, to God's word, 
and take them captive and expel and push these thoughts out of our mind to uh, withhold ourselves from the impulse of thinking on these thoughts too much. But it's not just emptying your mind of these thoughts, but it is also filling your mind with the thoughts of God, with thoughts of His goodness, His grace, His kindness, and His mercy. Paul in his letter to the church of Philippi in Philippians chapter 4, after he gives them this amazing pastoral instruction which we covered yesterday of how we ought to be anxious for nothing but practice gratitude such that the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And he goes on to say this following that pastoral instruction of how we may walk in peace. He says this in verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Think about such things and the God of peace will be with you. Because it's kind of a replacement tactic, right? Where you replace thoughts that are false, that are incongruent with God's way, with thoughts that are pure, that are right, that are true, that are lovely, that are admirable, that are excellent, that are praiseworthy. And Paul's closing line can be translated to meditate on or to let your mind dwell or to fill your mind with these things, to think, to ponder, to reflect, to study, to memorize, to quote, to sing, to shout, to know in the morning, in the evening, all day long. And so the path to peace in a time of anxiety like, like this one, the path to even a good night's sleep is to take every thought captive, to push out thoughts that are ungodly and incongruent with God's way, and to fill our minds, our heart, our soul with thoughts about God, about His world that are good, that are pure, that are true. And we do so by reading scripture, we do so by memorizing and even studying scripture. This is what is going to keep us rooted and grounded in God and His peace in a time like this. And so let's spend a few moments this morning praying the prayer that David prayed in Psalm 139 to invite God to search our hearts, our minds, this seed of thought and to bring to surface stuff that are just downright incongruent with His word and His way to even expose some of the lies that we have been entertaining believing and spending time meditating on for God to bring these things to light and allow His truth, His light to dispel and to quell all darkness. The work of the enemy that has been laying siege on our minds even this day is to invite God, His presence and His peace to come in power and to rid us of all anxiety and fear even this day. So let's pray this prayer from Psalm 139 together. David prays, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. 
see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Let's spend some time this morning in God's presence, even as he brings these thoughts to the surface. Awesome. Let me pray for you this morning, even as you begin your day. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this day. God, we thank you for the work that you're doing in our hearts, in our minds, even right now, that you're bringing to surface the stuff that just honestly shouldn't be there. And God, we give you permission to lead us even in the realms of our mind, our mental real estate. God, flag and bring to surface stuff that shouldn't be there. God, we invite your leadership in our lives. Come and rule and reign and take lead in every area of our lives. We give you room today. Lead us in our minds, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of The Daily. I pray that you would have a blessed day ahead. We'll see you in the next episode. Grace and peace. Hey. Thanks so much for tuning in to the daily podcast. We will have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg, or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.